tits and dragons everywhere. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, it's a little more than tits and dragons. This <laughs> You ever see that one, Nick? Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> you didn't know about this? No, what is this? Okay, so you got homework tonight. What is <laughs> Not really my Gentlemen, uncle. He's huh? just great. Here we are on the <laughs> eve of June, huh? Hello, everybody, and welcome yet again to another episode of the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast, episode 41. And I am Al. And I'm Nick. It is just the gruesome twosome once again. Kyle has some stuff going on. Um, Travis is going to be more of a, a guest uh, on the show when he can make it on occasion. Uh, he's got a few things he's he's working on right now. And uh, so that'll be that, which is which is fine. Kyle, we miss you. We can't wait to have you back, sir. And, uh, yeah, what's been going on with you, Nicholas? Lots of stuff this week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, busy as always. Um, again, like, I'm still hooked on HBO's uh, Chernobyl. Uh, I think we've got the last episode coming up uh, this month, this coming Monday. But, man, it's just, it just, it grips me every single time. I kind of wish it was longer, but at the same time, it's like, you understand, like, yeah, this isn't going to be like a Game of Thrones. <laughs> you can't really do a whole lot. Yeah, there's only so, so much to this story. I know, right? Yeah, it's only so much. Um, but uh, playing a little Satisfactory, uh, so it's an it's an early access game on Epic right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, super, super chill game. Like, it's, uh, if you've ever played Factorio, yes, uh, it's the first person, uh, view of like that kind of game. So, like, Factorio is kind of like top down. Well, this is where you're actually playing the person running around, building all these like machines and whatnot. And you, you have these huge conveyor lines, and just it, it's, and it's just a super chill building game. Huh. And and uh, highly recommend. I, th- I think it's I think it's still on sale. They're doing the other you know, summer sale, so it's down to like twenty bucks. Um, oh, it's I, so far it's like super worth it. It's just it's just really? it, it's kind of a, a very chill fun. You know, it's you know it's, there there's a few animals that run around, but you know, honestly, they're no real threat. Yeah, because uh, so Factorio did not look very chill to me. <laughs> yeah, I think there were moments where it was definitely not chill, um, but so yeah, but so far yeah, it's very very chill. It it works quite well. Um, I'd say like if you like Astroneer, like this is like right up your alley. Uh, I really want to play a lot, that. A lot more bugs, <laughs> um, but this this is a lot more stable uh, and, and runs fairly well. I haven't run, run actually run into any problems despite being an uh, early access. So oh wow, highly recommend it though. You're saying Astroneer has a lot more bugs? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like it, the the bugs start to manifest late in the later game when you have like a ton of stuff just like lying around oh, and okay. there's no way to like clean it up. Like early on in the game, like you won't really notice it, but yeah, like once you get to like third or fourth planet and you've left stuff behind on each planet, it starts to get weird, especially uh, if you do multiplayer, if you, do, you stick to single player, you'll probably be okay. There might be a few like weird things that happen, but right. multiplayer almost becomes, uh, I, I say not possible in that like, you know, there's like weird lag stuff that happens. You're oh, trying wow. to pick something up and you know, you can't unless you're the, the host. So it gets, it gets really odd and weird in Astroneer. Did, um, um 
Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's it. No, I was going to say, because um, you had started talking about that, and I still haven't played it, but I, I don't know if it was Noclip, maybe it was Noclip, or another documentary channel, I'm pretty sure it was Noclip, but they did a, a documentary on Astroneer, on the creation of it, oh, and, nice. and up to its release, and I'll tell you, that's an incredible story. Um, yeah, I'm, gonna... I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like a small... Yeah, well, team. well, it started out that way. I think it was three people, um, two or three people. Uh, I'm just checking it out now. I, I want to make sure I give this out because I really, yeah, it's NoClip. Uh, for those who don't know, NoClip is a phenomenal uh, video game documentary channel on YouTube run by the great Danny O'Dwyer, uh, who uh, started out at GameSpot as a reviewer, you know, video uh, reviewer guy, um, mm-hmm. and his documentaries are incredible. Like he just he gets such great access. Uh, he I've mentioned it a few times. He did a, an absolutely phenomenal documentary on CD Projekt Red. Uh, also on um, I think it's uh, Digital Extremes, the guy that the guys that did Warframe, the team that did mm-hmm. Warframe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, his their documentary on. Uh, Astroneer was really great, and there's a lot of the, the stuff to that story I, I didn't know, like the one developer, you know, passing away, um, just as, oh, uh, yeah, uh, you gotta watch this, man, it really just I'll gave me such a, such a really big appreciation for what, what it took for them to bring that game to, uh, 1.0, it was very cool. Nice. But, um, but yeah, um... That aside, I still have not watched uh, Chernobyl. Um, I want to, badly, but my wife and I are... (laughs) (laughs) I mentioned it on the last episode, like, so, like, two episodes into the final season of Game of Thrones, you know, my my wife had really started getting into it, and she's like, I wish I knew who these people were, I'm like, I'm I'm really liking this, and I'm like, so are you finally ready to watch it? She's like, yes, yes, because, like, you know... She was kind of like, oh, I hear it's, you know, just, just tits and dragons everywhere. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like it's a little more than tits and dragons. There are tits and dragons, but it's a little more than that. And, and that's uh, the thing, like, I think you get past like the first, like what, two or three episodes yeah. and then it all of a sudden like disappears. Like they get their, their tits and they, you know, there's no dragons, but there's still some it, tits. There's still some yeah, tits. You know, they don't go away completely, but they kind of hit you in the face with it. You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, and then then it's like okay, then then it's like you know then it then yeah. it tones down to more reasonable yeah, yeah. levels. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we've been doing a rewatch. We're we're um we're just now at the beginning of season four. Um, she's totally hooked. So that's literally nice. been most of my weeknights. We'll watch like usually two episodes if I have to go into the office. Three if I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying watching it again. And I think I said it in the last episode too, you know, if especially after seeing the end season, everyone's like, "This felt so rushed," and I didn't think this character would ever make that turn. And it's like, ah, if you watch it again, that ah, writing's on the wall in season two. Holy shit! Like it's just there, yeah. so it's not a. I, it, I feel it's it's just like people like you know like they're coming to terms that the thing is now ending. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it may not be the way you thought it would go. You know, it's that. And let me tell you, folks, I'm approaching my fourth decade. Um, Breaking Bad is a once in a very rare 
occurrence, you know, once in a, a thousand, as far as, you know, if you really read up on that show, I don't know if you ever saw it, Nick, start to finish, um, that's another fantastic show, Brian Cranston is an utter genius in that show, right? but the ending was, like, universally loved, and I, I would agree, I think out of any show I ever got really hooked in, uh, that was the first ending I ever stood up from and was like, wow, that was insanely satisfying. They could not have ended that any better. Like, it was absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. And it's like, I knew even then, I'm like, you know what? Very few shows are going to do that for me. <laughs> right. But So anyway, yeah, it's, I, I just think people got, you know, thinking that would become the standard. That's hard to hit. Anyway, so we've been watching Game of Thrones. Uh, I have been knee-deep in Total War Three Kingdoms. Holy oh, crap. how is that? <laughs> that is, in my opinion, t- that is Total War finally, finally hitting the stride it really needed to. I nice. think, yeah, I think they got it. They got, like, doing the Warhammer games was really good for them because I think it expanded their... Um, their realization that, you know, not just variety of unit looks, but, you know, the fact that hero units, you know, if you're going to have a game with hero units, you know, make them a little badass, um, <clears throat> have a little bit more abilities for the generals and stuff. And so they kind of ran with that for Three Kingdoms. Um, Three Kingdoms has two different modes. Uh, it's got, one is called Records Mode, which is basically just a more historical jaunt. Um, generals are not nearly, you know, they're not beasts or anything. They're not, inv- not, not that generals are invulnerable, but I'll explain the difference in a second. It's much more akin to a regular Total War game. Okay. Um, I have yet to play that mode because I have been completely hooked on what they call romance mode. Uh, again, this is a romance of the three kingdoms, you know, Chinese... Yeah, Redcliffe. Uh, you know, Redcliffe, yeah. It's yeah, romance yeah. mode is Redcliffe. And um your generals are just badasses. And like there's three three or four different kinds of generals. Uh the ones that I think are some of the most fun are called champions. And their sole existence is to go on the field and find either the other champion generals or generals that want to <laughs> take a swing and uh they'll duel them. <clears throat> oh wow, really? Yeah, so it'll say, like, you know, you can either initiate the duel, or it'll be like, General so-and-so wants to duel you, and uh, you can look at how you stack up against them, and you can duel them. Now, usually there's two situations, three situations. One, you're kind of, you know, skill and level-wise and rank-wise evenly matched, and those Mm -hmm. are a blast, real blast to watch, because you don't know what way they're going to go. Or you outclass the guy, and you'll just wipe the floor with him. (laughs) Or they outclass you, and what gets really interesting is if you turn that down, your men's morale takes a big hit. It's like, oh, he, he's denying this duel, and right? But if you accept the, you know, if you accept the duel, you don't have much of a chance of winning. I think you might be able to if the dice really go in your favor, but other than that, your only goal is to survive for a minute and a half, and then you can retreat honorably. Oh. So, like, it's just wild because, like, you'll see your general, if you accept the duel, just charge on his horse. And all of a sudden the other general comes charging out of wherever the hell they're hiding. 
you know, and whoever take you know whoever gets knocked off takes the first good chunk of damage, and then they hop down, and it's like watching you know John Woo Kung Fu. <laughs> nice. It's wild, you know. They just have an all-out brawl, and if you have units close to them, all the units will basically like give them space and you'll see like them just form like an open circle so that the generals can duel and the units just stand there and watch. And it's like, ah, oh, it's just so cool. And, uh, so obviously, yeah, the tactical battles in total war three kingdoms are phenomenal. Probably the best this series has ever seen. Um, it really shines in the campaign mode. Now there's this whole diplomacy mechanic. They really finally got that working right. And, um, how so? Diplomacy in the previous games has either been, you know, kind of an optional thing, or just useless. Uh, right, now, yeah. like I never really used it. <laughs> now it's really integral. Aside from like trade agreements, to where you can actually get some good inf- income coming in, you can form friendships with the other generals, and um, oh. it's actually pretty meaningful because, you know, if someone starts to get a lot of power, and you know, you're always trying to do the same. I mean, the, the main goal is to unite China under one banner. Right. And um, so everybody's kind of fighting amongst themselves to do it. But before you know it, like, you start forming friendships with some of these guys. It'll start out maybe a trade agreement or maybe they'll ask you for help against uh, one of the bandit leaders, you know, and their armies. You'll go help them out. And all of a sudden you start developing this this bond. And by the time like you can become really close friends to where like if somebody comes and messes with you even if they're fighting another war they'll be like all right we're on our way we're sending some troops and oh, um, so they'll back you up and stuff oh they'll back you up you can form coalitions against like other you know upstart generals like they did for the yellow turban rebellion which is one of the first things you deal with Ooh. but um yeah you can like form like you know you and three other generals can make this massive coalition and then just start wiping the map but then you know as you get as you get closer and everybody starts getting more and more land all of a sudden some of the other generals start getting a little antsy and then all of a sudden you got like Redcliffe you know they start fighting amongst each other it's just very well mm-hmm. done <coughs> <coughs> sorry and um, I, I like that I've seen um, I've seen situations where I, I clearly outclass another guy and uh, I was on his border and I broke off my trade agreements with him and started like making preparation for war. And, uh, he's like, I see you messing troops on your border. Please allow me to become your vassal. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, please don't kill me. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Oh shit. All right. Pretty cool. So yeah, it's definitely the best in the series. I think uh, if you're a total war fan, you really got to check it out. It runs fantastic. It is the least buggy total war I've ever played at release. Wow. And I'm probably 280 turns in. And if you've played Total War before, you know, at that point, everybody's got a bunch of armies moving around the map. Yeah, uh, so it, a little, a little it would slow. It would Well, not just weird, but it would slow down. You know, just because each turn for, right. you know, the PC, would, the, the NPCs would take a while. And I haven't noticed that. I mean, it slowed hmm. down a tad from the beginning in that, you know, in the beginning, you click the end turn button, all of a sudden it's your turn again. Um right. But it's nowhere near like it has been in the past. They really nailed it, I think, this time around. So, totally worth picking up. Um, the other game I've been playing is on Game Pass. I remember Captain Mike and the Bad Fodder figures mentioning this one a um, couple months back called Void Bastards. Um, you're basically like a convict, and it's a roguelike in space, 
and your whole goal is to like get a citizen card in the beginning, and that kind of grows from there. And you need to get what was it? there's the game is very humorous. It's like you need a line printer and a laminate <laughs> machine or something <laughs> like that. Literally printing it out. Yeah, and like yeah, so you had to like. You go to each, you know, you're going across the map that's very kind of, like, faster than light looking, and you go, like, derelict ship to derelict ship, and there's all kinds of different procedurally generated ships, and, mm. um, yeah, you get in from the airlock, and you just start wandering around, there's security, there's, like, psychotic tourists, and, like, um, <laughs> it's got that Borderlands art style. Oh, okay, the cel-shading. Cel-shaded, beautifully done, in fact, they they actually go all in and, like, the whole format of the story and everything is told like it's in a comic book. Oh, and, neat. And, uh, yeah, it's it's really, really great. I've had a lot of fun with it. It's a really fun game that you can just pick up and play for a little while and then, you know, walk away. Um, it's roguelike in that you die once your character's done, but anything that you've unlocked on your ship stays. Like, you get all these parts. and Goes you can, back to the next round. Yeah, yeah nice. and the next guy can have it. So it's very fun. Um, it's on Game Pass, and that's why, you know, that's why I picked it up. Uh, so, I, I would say it's easily worth, what is it, the nine ninety nine, whatever Game Pass is right now, um, to pick it up for a month and play it, and you probably beat it in that time, but it's a really, really good game. Like, nice. su- surprisingly good. Um, and that's, that's it for me on the gaming front. Uh, the only other thing I've been watching, and I'm, I've really been enjoying it, is uh, HBO's Spielberg documentary. Did you ever see that one, Nick? Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> you didn't know about this? No, what is this? Okay, so you got homework tonight. Yeah, yeah um, apparently so. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm a, a Spielberg documentary? Sign me up already. I don't even hear, need to hear anymore. But you really, and you honestly don't. It's phenomenal. Uh, HBO oh, nice. basically does a... A start to today, the life of Steven Spielberg. They interview him, his family. It goes oh, wow. through like how he got into the movie business, how he met John Williams, mm. and um, it's uh, that you know they interview George Lucas. Basically, like all of the directors that made up right. that little uh, what did they call? It? Was it the rat, the Brat Pack, or whatever? I uh, they had a nickname when they were all in mm. school. Um, uh, I don't even know that. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's like he—he's been like lifelong friends. They've known each other since they were like upstarts in the industry, and they're all in mm-hmm. this documentary. Oh, yeah. uh, Martin Scorsese, Brian De Palma, um, George Lucas. Yeah, I did know that part. That was actually, in, you know, mentioned it last week. That was brought up in the Blockbuster podcast, uh, which like, I listened uh, to every goddamn episode did, did, this week. Wasn't it so good? Fucking it so good? awesome! <laughs> it's like a movie in your brain. It's awesome. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing with like John Williams. I never knew about his wife. Oh, and, I know. Oh. It, it like, I've never like been almost moved to tears. Like, oh, I was just dude. Like, yeah there's there's two moments in blockbuster where i was starting to get a little little misty eyed um and one of which is uh when when george and his wife are sitting in that burger joint Mm -hmm. and they're like geez there's a lot of traffic outside the chinese theater (laughs) it's your movie i was like oh my god oh shit yeah it was that was so well done thank you for recommending that i really enjoyed it yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, that was great. 
and that's kind of sent me down a rabbit hole of uh, <laughs> uh, film, film, drama, documentaries, whatever. I'm listening to another one. Um, I think you'll like this too. I'm gonna pull it up because I basically, after I watched that, I enjoyed it so much. I went right into Google and I'm like, podcasts like Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, is there is there more stuff out there like that? Yeah, let me get you the name of this Ooh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. The network is called Wondery. Wondery, okay. W-O-N-D-E-R-Y. <clears throat> and right now, I'm listening to Inside Jaws. Um, oh. And they just started a new one. And it, it's just one guy, so it's not like a full, beautifully produced thing like right, uh, right, right. the other one is. But it's still beautifully produced in that he's got the sound effects, and it sounds very, very similarly done. You know, just not as many voice actors. And... Um, He's got, uh, let's see, he did Inside Jaws. There's another one, Inside Star Wars, that he oh, just, yeah, yeah. and he just started it. Yeah. Just oh, started nice. it. Okay. So that one's just, like, in process now. Um, there's a couple more. There's a couple more on the Inside series. And uh, so far, um, I'm digging that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's by uh, Mark Ramsey. Uh, at least the Inside Jaws one is. I think he's he's doing a really wonderful job. So I'm, I'm, having a lot of fun with that. You've sent me down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm falling down with you. <laughs> yeah. It's, I was like, That's man, awesome. I, I was like, I want to hear more stuff like this. That was great. Oh, no. It's like, man, it's only six episodes, but man, it's like, by the end, it was like, come on, do, do like, do the sequel, do Indiana Jones. Come uh, on, I know. Right it's like, just, just, just keep it going. Please. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was a blast. But yeah, this, the Spielberg documentary, man, I, I got yeah, like, I'll, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I got like 40 minutes left on it. That's what I'm doing after I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's got all the, the old footage of like, of him and all those other, you know, directors just shooting pole when they were like early twenties and oh nice. it's wild. It's really wild. It's, uh, you get such an appreciation for just a, what a genius he is. Like, oh, it, for sure. You know, and, it, and like how much how much they actually went there. You know, like I mean, some of it. Like, if if you're you know kind of a you know a fan of like behind the scenes stuff, like we are, it's like yeah, you kind of knew like yeah, the story of Jaws. Like yeah, the shark oh is always malfunctioning. It's like it was, yeah. and, you know, but you don't realize was, like, what a shit show that was <laughs> until. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just the level of it. It's like, and it gives you a really appreci- great appreciation, not only for them, but just like, you know, the craft in general. Because, I mean, yeah, even kind of like on our podcast, even a little bit in the sense of like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, you know, the you, the viewer, you don't even know what's going on. And like, all yeah. you're seeing is that final polished and product and you know, all the sweat, blood and tears that got <laughs> all, into, the, you know. all the stuff in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot. It gives you an appreciation, even doing, like you said, doing something like this, doing a podcast gives you a pretty big appreciation for like what goes into making that kind of final product, whether it's uh, an audio drama or a movie. Um, and I mm-hmm. used to, you know, when I was younger, a friend of mine who went on to become a director, like we got into that, you know, when we were still in school and stuff, but we would, we would actually like film movie movies and like tried, we did our own special effects and, um, but we would shoot for like over a summer, I'd be at his house for a week and then he'd be at my house for a week 
and we, you know, film and edit and we didn't have computers to help us at that point. <laughs> so it was painstaking. Um, but I remember usually by the end of the summer, you know, we had something about an hour long that we were really proud of. Nice. But yeah, a lot goes into it, man. I just, and seeing stuff like this and seeing how easy somebody like Spielberg made it look. And then you realize as he talks, like, no, I was pretty much on the verge of like blowing my head off every time. <laughs> right. It's like, God damn, dude. Yeah. And no, that's great. Really good documentary and a really cool look into how Hollywood uh, warped at one point. Very interesting. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I've been playing. That's what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Um, big, big week this week. I, I didn't realize so much stuff was coming out kind of one after the other. Um, uh, obviously I mentioned Void Bastards got released this week. Total War Three Kingdoms got released, um, uh, not last Thursday, but the Thursday before. So yep. that, you know, whatever day that was now, I don't remember. The 23rd, <laughs> the 23rd, I think. Yeah, um, that sounds right. Another game, Outer Wilds, uh, it's kind of a space exploration through one solar system kind of adventure mystery. The solar system is caught in a time war, uh, time loop and you can go like planet to planet. There's multiple planets, moons. It looks, it looks interesting. Uh, that and the one I mentioned, void bastards, they're both on game pass. So I really think that makes uh, game pass a worthy grab for the month just to check those two out. Um, Another game that came out this week, I didn't realize it was coming out so fast because I got into the beta and I didn't think it was anywhere close to done. <laughs> um, that is Warhammer Chaos Bane. Uh, I was really excited for this at first. Um, it's a Warhammer fantasy game, mm -hmm. um, but action RPG Diablo style. Oh. So, yeah, like I, when I got into the beta for that, I was really excited. But, um,. Uh, I played it, and I love the Lorehammer, the Lorehammer, Warhammer lore, <laughs> and this definitely has good heapings of it. But the one thing that, and and maybe this is me, and maybe it's stupid, but that really took me out of it is there are you know four or five different character types, which is great, but they're like specific named characters, so it's like you're this class, but you're you know Horville Headbreaker or whatever you know his name might be. And I don't know why that immediately took me out of it quite a bit, but it's like, you know, just call me Berserker and let me name myself. Right, yeah. Yeah, I guess that, I mean, yeah, if you're coming from, like, especially the, you know, Diablo world, and I, I think most of those types of games, because I'm thinking, like, you know, was it uh, was Titan Quest, I think was the, like, Yeah, Titan Quest, you name yourself. And, like. Yeah, it's like uh, that is kind of weird. Like, yeah, and like almost everyone, I'm like, it's very, it's like, oh yeah, the, yeah, they'll call you, like, you know, not necessarily the class, but like, you know, it's like, oh warrior, yeah, more hero, whatever, you know, and <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, that is kind of weird. So it kind of that that was one thing that kind of took me out of it. Um, the other thing is, it's got an odd hub system where it's just like you're in this, you know, castle, and then you can go from like there to the next section, you know, and it looks like entering a room to another dungeon and then over here is another dungeon. And, um, I don't know. It just, the skills, like everything, it just didn't really, it didn't really snag me. Um, hmm. so I was kind of meh on it right. and it seems like a lot of people are too. So I don't know, maybe it's not just me, but, um, yeah, that came out this week. 
maybe I'll give it a couple months, see what they do in, in post-release support, and maybe I'll give it another look. But yeah, Warhammer Chaos Bane, I was like, eh, it's okay. Um, but we'll see what happens with it. Uh, the next one I didn't get to play. I didn't even know this was coming. And uh, it's Conan Unconquered. Uh, have you heard of that? Uh, no, this is the first time I've heard of it. See, again, like, are they promoting these games at all? Well, I guess maybe this one makes sense. Uh, I mean, but is it, it like more like indie releases? or I, it's It seems to me, it, I mean, graphically it looks nice. It's a Conan RTS. Okay. <laughs> right? It's a um, bold move for Conan yeah. series. Yeah, and the general opinion, and I've, I've watched a couple streams... And I'd agree with the assessment. There's a lot of potential, but the game just feels very unfinished. Hmm. Um, now, I, I didn't look much closer than that. Again, this just came out. I'm going to watch a few more streams to see whether or not I'm going to pick this up at some point. Um, but I find it odd. You know, you, you read a couple of reviews, and I keep hearing the word unfinished. So I'm uh, trying that's to... That's never good. No, I'm trying to see what that means before I... Before I go dropping any money, because normally Conan is an insta buy for me. Uh, I just I yeah, love yeah. Conan a lot. I don't know, just like RTS, because like, I'm I'm trying to think like you know there's uh, Conan MMO, there's the Conan Exiles, uh, all kind of like you know third person slash first person, however you want to you know, yeah. describe it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other um, Conan game on top of my head. But there's yeah, really R not. RTS. There's really not that many yeah. Conan games. Yeah, R RTS doesn't strike me as kind of the right genre. Like, I, I could see another, you know, Diablo-esque, you know, like, that would make yeah, sense. That would make know, sense. I mean, uh, as far as, and, and I've read many of the books and the comics, I mean, there's definitely wars in oh, yeah. the Conan mythos, but, yeah, I don't know if you're playing as Conan or just a general in Conan's world. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It sounds like a weird fit to me. Me too. Uh, it just doesn't seem... Conan World's all about, like, making yourself rich, drinking yourself beer, and getting <laughs> yourself more... Yeah, getting yourself more titties. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Okay. But, uh, that is pretty much all of the release highlights I had for this week. Did you have any other than that, or...? No, most most everything you know, is like yeah, uh, like Total War was like the only big one on my radar, uh, and I haven't yeah. really seen anything else that's that's necessarily come out. Uh, like you said, you know, the uh, you know we check out like the various uh, platforms. Uh, oh, oh I think, you, know, you know what? I take that back. One last minute edition. Oh, I, think right. I forgot to put in here uh, was uh, uh, Ghost Recon. Or, yeah, was it Ghost Recon? Oh, it released what? the. No, the... no, no. Um, uh, Ghost. Let me see. Let me let me get the title right here. The survival one. Uh no. Um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. That's what it is. Yeah, it that's... hasn't released, but a trailer has come out for it. Yeah, um, it's the Wildland sequel. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it, it looks super cool. Yeah, it's not again. It's not released, but it did uh, come out as a trailer. Uh, and yeah, it, it's. It's intrigued me because I love the hell out of Wildlands. Like oh, it was yeah. so fun for me. Yeah, Wildlands was wicked fun. This one is basically a similar approach, but there's a whole survival aspect to it, from what I understand. You've got to eat 
and oh like, okay nice oh yeah yeah i was um i don't know if the trailer showed any of that but i did see kind of a like a preview reveal and they they went into this like whole aspect of like you're not just going to be able to charge you know across the map you're going to have to uh, you know, stay hydrated and and it, it looked neat i mean to me it, it immediately brought me back to uh metal gear solid 3 oh that yeah that's definitely one of my favorite yeah the snake eater one where it was like back mm-hmm. in the jungle with big boss so yeah yeah i uh i'm definitely looking forward to that one um, but we'll see that there <clears throat> um in other news um there's there is some good interesting news this week so we'll we'll just start ticking them off um kotaku dropped an article that mr john romero <laughs> those who don't know uh you know was head of i don't know if he still is head of id software creator of doom uh he just made a new doom mod for the original doom the original wow and it's huge and he released it. It's called Sigil. Hmm. And it is supposedly awesome and really difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, from from what I, I, I did some digging after the Kotaku article, and people were like, holy crap. Like, I'm kind of glad I dug out and started playing Doom again. <laughs> so, I'm not even sure how the hell you do that on modern systems, aside from hoping it's on GOG. Yeah, I was about to say like like where do you pick it up other than especially like, uh, like, like how DOG do you or... yeah especially like how do you do the mods considering I was doing all that shit in DOS right mm. yeah it shows you how old we are maybe there's um, a whole old system lying around like you know <laughs> who's it uh, uh, R R Martin has like the, some kind of like you know, didn't he say he had like something like compact or something like that he oh yeah he run, he on. runs uh, what is it story uh, story writer four point or something like that <laughs> yeah, something. And that's like on an old DOS 3.0 PC. Good for you, Georgie. Yeah. My lord, no wonder it's taken him so long to write it. <laughs> There's like a one second delay for each character. <laughs> Good lord. Um, Larian Studios, the developers of Divinity, Original Sin, and all the Divine Divinity games, uh, te- teased what we're all pretty sure is Baldur's Gate 3 this week. Oh. They dropped a uh, picture of, you know, just a Roman numeral 3, and then some, you know, initially everyone's like, oh, right, Divinity Original Sin 3, fantastic. And then someone went into, like, the HTML of the page and started finding all these Baldur's Gate references. Oh. And so people were going, holy shit. And um, they immediately took that down and replaced it with a Kraken arm sticking out of a window. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, it is pretty likely that we might be getting Baldur's Gate 3 finally, which would be fantastic. That um, would be awesome. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 2 Shadows of Om is still one of my favorite games ever made. And, uh, to be able to dive back into that world on a nice, you know, modern engine like the one Larian has would be phenomenal. Really, so is really there, good. Is there like anything else to it, like a, a countdown, or just like this nope. page showed up and this page showed up, and I, I would guarantee you it'd be next week at E3. We're gonna hear something. Wait, next week is E3? Yes, oh, pretty sure. Holy crap! Yeah, tell me about <laughs> we're, it. We're Bubba. gonna have to sit down for that one. All right. I was I was actually gonna ask you about that. I was thinking, um, depending on when the times are, I want to see 
if there's a way, maybe we can do kind of like a, a live stream via Twitch. And uh, well, it's, it's usually during uh, during the workday, unfortunately. Oh, that's and, right. And, well, this, this one's going to be a weird that one because didn't didn't Sony back out and Microsoft back out? I think right? no, Microsoft's or, the or, only or, one there. Microsoft's the only one there. Okay, yeah, because Nintendo, like, I mean, they kind of backed out years ago. They do. Their, oh yeah, they do um, their. Uh, what do they call it? Back uh, Nintendo uh, Direct Treehouse or, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Nintendo Direct is their other one. Like, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Treehouse, um, which isn't bad. No, uh, no. And I think I've mentioned it before. Like, I just miss the fact that you know, you know, I I like watching E3 for the mess ups. <laughs> it's like, oh who, yeah, who's gonna mess up and how bad is it, how cringy is it gonna be? Oh, I but can't. No, they don't. It's like, oh, they they don't do that. It's very very sterile. I mean, I'll still watch it because it's like, okay, stuff that's you know obviously coming in the pipe. I want to know. Oh that. yeah. So but, I don't know. Part of that was it was the fun of watching. <laughs> well, speaking of the fun of watching, do we do we make a friendly wager right now? About uh, uh, I, I wager you a twenty-seven at Boons mm. uh, that Todd Howard shows up to booze. <laughs> You're on for that one. <laughs> no one's heard from him. I, I don't think he's going to show up at all. <laughs> I, that's probably the safer bet. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll lower my chances of losing and just say whether he shows up or not. And the, only, <laughs> the only reason I'm wondering is because they've got to do something, some kind of, some kind of mea culpa or just, I don't know. Yeah, so, something. Yeah, because 76 has been a hot. I was going to ask you if it's... Steaming pile of turd. <laughs> you still, do you still poke your head in there? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I uninstalled that thing long time ago. Like, basically, like, when the, when it comes up in the news, like, oh, something happened with 76. Like, oh, what is it's like It's like those stories with Florida. It's like, oh, what is it this time? <laughs> or Anthem. I swear, they're like the oh, bastard... Oh, I know. Uh, I think we actually... Uh, did I put it in here? Uh, like, I guess there, there was a... Saw a thing that um, they they released their their roadmap with no dates and removed oh. kind of all names of what the next couple like they have Act Two and Three but they have they like removed the names of or any reference to what the names might be so it's like that's unreal that is unreal Ooh. like I don't think and I, again we've we've been a part of this industry for a very long time. I don't think I've ever seen a pooch screw as bad as those two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between, yeah. It's, it's hard to see like which one's worse. I, I, I almost feel like seventy six is worse. I do too. And what they did mainly because uh, mainly it, because like they didn't promote Anthem. Nobody knew what the hell Anthem was going to be until it released. Yeah. Whereas Todd Howard was up on stage like, "This is going to be the most advanced graphical engine you've <laughs> ever seen." It's the same engine that's been around for years. And we can prove it because it's got the same bugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like, that's why I'm wondering, like, is he going to show up for some reason uh, and promote the next best graphical game ever? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the last Bethesda one, they were teasing, I think, was it Starbound? I think it was called Starbound. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but it was just it was just a title card. Like we you know, we don't know anything other than like, okay, it looks like a space game. Uh, but it was just like the, the the tease was just a title card. Yeah. And that was it. So it's like, are we gonna see more of that? Or I mean I, I expect their usual smattering, like we'll see stuff for ESO. It's still chugging along. Oh, ESO um, is doing great. They well, I don't know how much we're gonna see from ESO other than maybe a review because uh, Elsewire just dropped 
uh, yeah, this week. Yeah, the new expansion just dropped, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that is fun. I just got stomped nice. by a dragon. <laughs> like, literally, like, two hours ago, uh, I was helping all these high-level players. I, I recreated a new character, and I'm just sitting there with my little fireball spitballs, you know, as, like... 15 other players that are in like top gear are taking this thing down, but I'm just shooting away at it. And uh, <laughs> they had it down to a sliver and apparently I damaged it enough to piss it off. And it literally Ooh. just finger flicked me into a cliff. <laughs> and, uh, but I got the credit. I got the achievement dragon killer at level two. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they'd reveal there. It's definitely not going to be any new content other than just going over what they released. Um, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting E3, like you said. I, I think we're going to see a lot for PC, obviously. Um, actually, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like you know, obviously, my, with Microsoft still being there, that's yeah, still a strong showing for uh, Xbox and PC. Is Sony is Sony doing like the Nintendo thing? Is that what they're doing? They're going to like release some video. Nobody's sure. Like... Nobody really knows. Um, oh, yeah, I, they haven't really. I feel said... like they got they got to do something now. Granted, last year was a bit lackluster. They had like The Last of Us three, two, and... huh? Last of Us two. Was it two? Okay, yeah, you're right. Two, um, a sequel, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. I think like they did a whole bunch of like you know kind of touching on things they they had teased before, uh, but it really wasn't that many new things from what I remember. Um, so yeah, it's like what are they going to bring to the table? And like obviously the, the the rumors are swirling around a PlayStation Five out there. Um, you know, it's like yeah, what's happening with that? Like you know, I'm not expecting that like next year or anything. Like uh, you know, uh, there are rumors that. Um... Both companies might be pushing their new one out next year. Wow, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the one rumor I've heard is that they might be revealing the new Xbox at this E3. Um, but yeah, actually, I'll I'll kind of switch the order here. Uh, sure. One one big reveal that I know is coming for E3. Phil Spencer had posted that um, they will be revealing Xbox Game Pass for PC games at E3. Well, I mean, they kind of already. Well, no, they have they have to play anywhere. Yeah, yeah, they have anywhere. Yeah, you're right. Because I guess like I'm I'm thinking the Sea of Thieves thing, where it's like, yeah, you you have to sign up on Xbox, don't you? Well, that's That's an Xbox. Yeah, an Xbox Play Anywhere uh, game. However, the rumor is well, it's not a rumor. He said that this PC Game Pass will have a hundred games to start, and. I don't know if they confirm this or not, but the rumor is that if you're already paying for Game Pass, that will be part of it. Uh, oh, so it'll do kind of that uh, play anywhere with whatever the whole platform. Yeah. Game Pass. So you won't have nice. to pay for like a PC Game Pass and an Xbox Game Pass. It'll be it'll the be same thing. All encompassing. I mean, that makes sense because like people were saying, like, yeah, you could go sign into Xbox pay for the past then you could play sea of thieves on pc because yep. there was a play anywhere game and yep. it qualified so I, i'm wondering if that was kind of like their their quiet prototype for yeah it's like yeah. you know what this works now let's extend it to pc yep so that's exciting i can't wait to see what they do i mean i i i you know sure i i've busted xbox for not having many exclusives in this this generation but i will say if there is a home run for them it's been game pass that thing is great 
I love it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, yeah. If if I had an Xbox, I probably would sign up for it just for the variety of games. Because I mean, yeah. The other so thing, is, like, you know, there is no. Well, I don't know if there is no, but um, there's no. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It was game, game something. It's basically it was like the equivalent of like the old Netflix where they'd send you the disc and. Oh yeah, like GameFly. GameFly. Like, is that is that still around? Is that still it thing? is still around. I don't know oh, how okay. it's still alive, but it's still <laughs> yeah, around. Exactly. But yeah, it's like for the like the digital, you know, I, I say you know, the digital era, but like kind of like the era we, we're in now where it's like all games are being released digitally. Yeah. It's like Game Pass is like the perfect solution for that. Where it's like, okay, you just pay your nominal fee, you know, your subscription fee for the month. And play and as many as you want. All these games. Yeah, play as many as you want, and they, and they rotate new stuff in, and obviously new games you know, will show up sometimes, and, and then, you know, there's like this you know, rotation of the library, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's like, that's perfect. It's totally worth it, and where I really think they, they hit a home run with Game Pass is that if you have the membership, the games themselves, if you want to buy it before it goes out, you get a nice discount. I forget, it might be 10 or 15%. Really? Yeah, you get a nice discount as part of your Game Pass subscription if you want to buy it. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's just another, like, you know, it kind of, you know, not in a true sense, but it kind of pays for itself. You know, you find two games, two games that you like per month, and I can guarantee you'll find at least two or three. Um, and And they really kicked it up. I'd say in the last three months, they are releasing a ton of games on Game Pass. Um... Oh, and this is what made me think of it, Nick. I wonder if the pro one of the first hundred Game Pass games, because they already said it would be on Xbox Game Pass, um, because they, I guess, bought the developer or they're working with the developer. But um, Phoenix Point is coming out on Xbox. That's going to be on Xbox Game Pass, and I oh, wonder nice. if it's going to be on PC. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. The PC Game Pass, because... Uh, for those who don't know, that's the the game currently being made by Julian Gallup, who is the original developer of the original XCOM. Uh, which, if yeah, you re- it's like their next, yeah, quote unquote, spiritual successor of of like kind of the XCOM style combat. Yep. So it looks good. And uh, interesting. Yeah. So lots of lots of neat stuff coming there. Uh, I'll let you take the next couple. Uh, I think you added these, so. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, uh, you take the Japan like... one. I, I did put that one in, but number three, you could take that as well. Number three. All right. Well, uh, let's take uh, weekly retail sales in Japan are the worst they've been in 20 years. Wow. Uh, number one is Smash Ultimate still. Okay. Uh, but very slow. It's a slow, slow month for Japan, I guess. Yeah, Smash I mean, Ultimate it, only it, sold 9,000 copies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're looking at like you know, if you look at it from the I guess perspective of like high end, you know, AAA games, like yeah, like I mean, for us, like Three Kingdoms is kind of like the last big game. I think for a couple months, like we're we're kind of going much. into like this weird lull. Obviously, the, the, I th- you know that's where all these like indie games and or smaller games that we're kind we're kind of like you know picking up on. It's like ooh, all mm-hmm. these you know neat little guys. Um, but it's generally my if, favorite if time of year. It's indie oh, summer. Yeah. You're right, and I wonder if that's playing into it a little bit. Like, yeah, there's no real big titles coming out. I, I think uh, I want to say like the next big thing might be like the Final Fantasy MMO expansion. Was it 15? I think it is. Mm, 14. Yeah, that's true. 14. Excuse me. Yeah. I did I, put I my head like, in that. Uh, the expansion is like the next big thing, but I mean that's not that's not going to drive you know shelf no. sales type of thing. 
By the way, that's another phenomenal Danny O'Dwyer no clip documentary. The oh, death yeah, and one on that the too. death and rebirth of Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, nice. I'm telling you, go yeah. down go that, down that, the no clip old night. That's a big thing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tap into that because I'm always looking for a good you know like podcast thing for for my drag. Well, that's that's a video documentary. No oh, clip. it's a video. Okay, got it. Okay. Well, yeah, no clips, all movie, man. It's great. Oh, uh, okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, Still just good. <laughs> check check it out on YouTube, man. After you watch Spielberg, you can watch that tonight. You'll be up to like five or six. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, what time is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's fantastic. But yeah, all right, go ahead. Yeah, very very uh, slow week for them. So the. Ne- yeah, the next thing in the you know my, my favorite nerdum Star Wars. Uh, it's been all the buzz. I mean, you know, it's all over YouTube as well. You can see a whole bunch of stuff. And I, you know, I was kind of been watching it uh, a little bit this weekend. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is the new oh. uh, theme park in within uh, Disneyland's uh, uh, yeah Disneyland California, uh, has opened. Uh, it looks super awesome, oh. and, it, it, and like I, I'm kind of divided on it because, like, you know, you know, the little kid of me was like, "Oh my god, you can go inside the Falcon and go right up next to it!" Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the adult of me is like, "Holy crap, rip wallet!" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's so much like collectible stuff, and he's uh, like, "Man, you could have a field day there." I I was saying to Am if. Uh, fortune is good and things go the way i'm hoping they go it's like dude uh that come into hollywood studios florida we're going for a week just us we'll leave the kids here and then we'll bring the kids back the next week <laughs> but the first the first week we're spending half the week at star wars and the other half in harry potter world <laughs> oh hell yeah oh yeah yeah so it made me it did make me curious like it's like okay that's obviously out in california when is hollywood studios doing it and they're opening in uh end of august uh, so yeah, very that's gonna cool be stuff. phenomenal. Um, yeah, so like if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, it's a good time to be alive. <laughs> no shit, it really is. Uh, so yeah, so so that's that. Uh, I, like no, nothing super spectacular. It seems like stuff isn't fully operational. It's not. It's not a fully armed and operational battle station quite yet. <laughs> At least the uh, one in Disneyland, they have uh, the ride, the Smuggler's Run, which is like obviously I think the highlight. Uh, it's where you do get to fly like the Millennium Falcon in kind of like a um <laughs> a, a gimbal platform. You know, so it kind of like rocks and rolls and oh yeah, and it plays like a little. It looks like a video game. And from what people are saying, like it's it's very uh, it's quite varied in that like everyone has kind of a different experience. Oh really? I'm, try, I'm trying to remember which ride. You know, last time I went to uh, Disney World in in uh, in Florida, I can't remember which. which the only one I remember is Star Tours. Well, yeah, there were Star Tours, but that was that wasn't interactive. That was always kind of like I, I think they had they had one or two like splitting paths, uh, but if you went on it enough times, like you you kind of see like that alternate path. You know, like some, I think it like one went right and one went left, but it's basically the same thing. Okay. Um, uh, but no, there was some there was some other recent one, and I and I honestly can't remember. It like you know, obviously made that much of an impression. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, you know, it was a lot of like you know, like hit the button, turn this right or left, and if you did, then you know certain things would happen. Well, they, like they're taking it to like the next level with this, and apparently, like yeah, you you know, like people are sorry, I mean, like oh yeah, like you know, our pilot was terrible and we crashed, uh, or he's like oh yeah, we got like all this, you know, we stole all the cargo and we got all this other stuff. So it's, it's, it it seems like it you know they kind of pick up the whole interactivity, uh, and so it's not you know it's not a ride that you ride it once and it's going to be the same way again. Like it'll have similar elements. 
moments, but it could be very different uh, from the you know from when you do it. Oh wow! So, uh, so that yeah, that that you know that definitely obviously grabbed my attention. Like you know, if I ever go there or you know the Florida version, you know, I'm sure it will you know be the same thing. Uh, it's like yeah, definitely want to be sitting sitting myself down in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, but I guess there are like one or two other rides that aren't even open yet, so it's like. You know, it's kind of a, I guess, maybe you call it a soft opening. I mean, it is officially yeah. open, but it, it sounds like, you know, things are still, you know, coming online for at least uh, Disneyland. They did um, the same thing with Harry Potter World, or World of Harry uh, Potter. Or, was, or, or like, it wasn't, like, everything yeah, along. it was only, like, half done at that point when uh, they opened. Ah, okay, so, it was maybe, yeah, that's, that's pretty typical then. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the whole Hogsmeade thing wasn't ready yet when they first opened, and, like, the Hogwarts Express kind of deal. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was like there was a good portion of it that wasn't done yet. Excuse me, but yeah, I, I'm just the fact that the two of those will be there. Um, man, I, God, I hope certain things go the way I want them to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be going every damn year. Um, <laughs> You're that. Oh man. So, so on to the next thing. So uh, I'm sorry to say we're we're all sick in the head. We are. We're sick, <laughs> Nicholas. We have to recognize our illness. We have to recognize the illness that, that is plaguing us because the World Health Organization has finally decided to add gaming uh, disorder as, as a, a list of recognized illnesses. Did you? D- yep. Did yep. you? Did they? Did they really? <laughs> Now, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, I, I should I shouldn't fully laugh, but at the same time, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, like it's it's kind of a big question mark because, I mean, the way they describe it is is basically any form of addiction, and you know, obviously, if if you are a person who is you know working through an addiction of any sort, whether it be you know video games or anything else, obviously, you know, seek help. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, do that, and you know, not to not to belittle anyone like that, but no, no way. Uh, but it, but I find it odd. That it's like why why video games? Like, why why, not why just did video, label yeah. as label as addiction? Period. Thank know. you. Yeah, thank you. And that that's that was my take on this. It's like an addictive personality, and I know I've got plenty of them in my own family. <laughs> is going to find. It, that rush in pretty much anything and it, it there's no there's no set thing i mean obviously substances are are big 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 potentiators you know for yeah. an addict you know drugs alcohol um but it could be anything anything yeah, where you get yeah. that rush you know there are people that have like shopping disorders they they have a rush just from finding a sale you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of like that Black uh, Friday frenzy and right, but and, it's uh, things it's like all, that. And, I don't know. It's all addiction. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I guess that's that's where I raise the question mark. It's like yeah, it's like okay, I you know identify what you know what an addiction can key off of. Obviously, there's probably like you know you know I'd say the major players, and you know you know you could always you know look at you know drugs, you know alcoholism. Yeah, sure. Video games could absolutely be in there. Uh, you know, I witnessed that at college. You know, I had a, a floor mate who literally flushed his career. I, I say career, but, you know, his future like, kind of down the toilet because he did nothing but play video games. And, you know, like, it, you know, it interfered with, with his, his, you know, life and, you know, just functioning as a normal human being type of yep. thing. 
And but but you know, it's like like you said, it's like that could be anything. And so yep. it's like why why go after one thing in particular? Why not you know just say like okay, there's addiction, and yeah, these these could be you know the larger contributing factors. Yeah, these sure. could be potentiators, and it's it's yeah. literally anything that gives somebody that rush. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I, I read this article and I'm just like, come on. Like I feel like I feel like when when you do something like that, then you can start legislating against it. Yeah, and, and you know we brought it up before I, I think, and you know they're 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 cracking down on loot boxes and like yes, I you know it's like I I think there should be definitely like safeguards against like predatory uh, practices that the industry absolutely you know, partakes in. It's like yeah, like kids need you know it's like you know kids can be very impressionable. It's like and if you teach them it's like it's like oh just like get the loot box and start gambling and you know at least other things like yeah I I I can see that I can see the argument for it. it's like yes. Crackdown on loot boxes—they're ridiculous to begin with. Um, but you know, I don't know. It, it, it's just—it's just a big question mark. And see, to to me, and for those who know me, you know, people understand. I definitely lean on the left side of the fence. But you know, this is definitely one of those situations where, you know, I understand the argument of, you know, the market, quote unquote, because I look at what happened. With Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. You know, there was such a huge backlash about that. Because it was so obnoxious that it hurt the game. And they were forced to back down. And modify it so that, you know, you didn't have to take 20 years to play Darth Vader. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, to me, I, I get very... I get very anxious uh, when the government wants to legislate certain things, uh, especially when it comes to gaming, because there is literally, as far as I know, only one person right now running for Congress that understands gaming, and that's Brianna Wu. (laughs) Like, I follow her on Twitter. I think she's in Congress now. I think she's a representative. But, like, Mm. she, she, you know, just kind of like in 2018. But she's a straight-up gamer. Like... She had posted a screenshot the other day. She was, like, completely giddy because, you know, they're making their rounds to call their, you know, the donors and stuff. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm actually about to call Lord British. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was like, it's like, yeah, you get it, you know. But it's like, other than that, these are people that have never played a game. I could almost guarantee it have no idea about the culture they just see something to latch on and get people pissed off about oh yeah and yeah. i just i don't buy it i don't buy the motivation behind it and you know if <clears throat> if ea had turned around and said screw you pay these anyway and people wound up paying it then i'd say you know what maybe we do have to do something but the simple fact is like battlefront 2 became a permanent pariah because of the loot, the loot boxes uh, I I don't think that right. game did nearly what they wanted it to do, as far as sales and continued uh, gameplay. I mean, I, I, do you still play it? You're the hard most hardcore Star Wars person I know. I, I never I, I never picked it up. <laughs> Holy shit! Really? Yeah, wow. I never picked up Battlefront two. Like I I, I had Battlefront one. And I, I think that that was, that was the one that burned me because, you know, there's like no single player. I had like little like scenarios or whatever, but like, you know, it was like, yeah, kind of mad. The, you know, it had multiplayer, which was fun, but it was definitely like 
you know underrepresented and then i think what was it a year it was a year or two that yeah uh, before battlefront 2 came out I and mean, when battlefront 2 is like oh we got single players like you know what no you burned me once you know <laughs> i had enough so it's like you know i, I watched like the streams of of the single player campaign fantastic story i loved it you know i, I love watching it but it's like no you're not you're not going to get me a second time on this one it's like fool me once yeah and it's like you know i i was perfectly content watching from the side of lines on this one and like i still to this day have not picked it up it's like yeah no, it's like you, you burn me too much on this one yeah. Now, now that being said, I, you know I'm not one to like. I'm not going to write off EA completely. It's like obviously the uh, the um, I want to say uh, man, 1313, but not that. That's uh, not the. Uh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. The uh, one that's coming the, out. In the, yeah, fall. the one the one reveal at, at Star Wars Celebration. The basically the the uh, oh, fallen so uh, fallen, Jedi. Fallen, fallen, fallen Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Fallen uh, order. That fallen one, order. That one looks absolutely awesome. It's like okay, I'm on board for that. Because it, again, the story is there, and that's what they're centering around. It's like multiplayer. It's like I don't know. Like it has to really grab me to to get you know get me on board for multiplayer these days. Yeah, and from my, my reflexes are not what they used to be. Dude, for, doesn't that for suck? Hmm? Doesn't that suck? It does suck. I'm getting old, man. We're getting old. It fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was playing the other day. Like I, it, you know what it is. I at first I thought, wow, I really am getting old. But it, you know, then it dawned on me. I'm like, I don't, I don't really play these kind of fast reflex games anymore. So for me, it's like, yes, part of it's getting old, but part of it is I'm so out of practice. So oh, I, yeah, I, I forget. I think I forget what game I've been playing a lot of multiplayer wise now. Uh, oh, I was playing, um, oh, what the fuck is it called? Not Battlefield. Um, one of the, one of the shooters. And, um, I, I like, after playing for an hour or so, I started getting my groove back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not that I was ever amazing, but it's one of those, like, I think, and I think you have the same issue, man, is we, we have been, we haven't played competitive anything in so long. It's like, oh, yeah, I gotta be a little bit a little bit better on the draw. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, like, we are also getting old. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you're getting old. It's like, it's like, and I don't want to deal with like 15 year olds. Like, yeah, man, you're stuck. You like, suck, okay, noob. <laughs> yeah. Your mom like, could do I, better. I, 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 I will. I will happily play. You know, story FPS. Like, give me more yeah. Metro. Give me. You know, give me the, the Jedi Fallen Order. Whatever it comes out, and uh, Red Dead Redemption. You know, granted, I think that's like third person. But I mean, you get the idea. It's like, it's like, yeah. Give, give me those. Give me a fun time. Yeah. Your sister's better than you. She slept here last <laughs> night. <laughs> Little bastards. <laughs> get out of here. Uh. All right, next item on the list. What do we got? So, so back to back to more entertaining things. Dark Crystal series oh on my Netflix trailer. God, what? Yes. <laughs> oh. Like uh, again, from, this is from Jim Henson Studios. Oh. Like, you know, and it looks fantastic. Like, uh, uh, like so, some of it, you know, looks exactly like the original Dark Crystal. Um, Absolutely. And other and, parts was like, okay, I can see they're kind of, it looks like something like CGI-ish, but it's not overdone. Oh, no, uh, it and, looks perfect. It's perfect. And, yeah, and I'm I'm so psyched for this. Like, you know, I'll have to, like, you know, re-up re my, uh, my Netflix for this thing because it looks fantastic. I can't wait oh, for it. Oh, man. 
that and uh, they they do a labyrinth series, and I'm going to be worried. It's like the last oh. year on Earth. <laughs> GG. <laughs> now the uh, question the question is, well, like, what are they going to do about David Bowie? You know, I was gonna say you really can't uh, you can't do labyrinth anymore. He, he, Exactly. Yeah. You need I mean, you need Mr. Bowie for that. <laughs> if they did though, like are you, are we talking like a recast type thing or do the uncanny valley and uh, some I don't like know, CGI? maybe maybe they uh, nah, that didn't really work out too good with a uh, what was it? Tarkin not Tarkin. Was it not Tarkin? Yeah, Tarkin in the uh, Tarkin. Rogue one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with, it looked um, okay. Peter Cushing. Yeah. Yeah, it looked all but, right. But I mean, you notice, like, the way that, like, if you watch those scenes, like, it's pretty dark. I, I say dark in the sense of, like, light, you know. Yes, like, yeah, light it, it really tries to Very keep dark. you from getting a close look. They keep them in the shadows. Yeah, they keep them in the shadows in, for good reason, because, like, yeah, it's it's kind of like, it's almost there, but not quite. And it's like, if you, the longer you stare at it, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I mean, if they want to have Marilyn Manson playing David Bowie's character, I'd probably watch it. I think that'd be interesting. <laughs> But no, you know, but it it is one of those. I really wonder if the Dark Crystal knocks it out of the park. Is that a series they might revisit as well? Because those were kind of hand in hand when we were growing up. You know. Yeah, well, I almost. I'm I'm hoping maybe we'll see some kind of like you know Jim Henson Studio revival. Oh yeah, we've had. We've had kind of like you know the off uh, Muppet movie or whatever that's come out, but I don't feel like they've been like really big hits or anything. But yeah, they, this is maybe... like the first deep dive into the the Henson mythos. Yeah, and and again, it's on Netflix, so they don't you know I, I say they don't go all out in terms of like you know movie production. I, I say movie production, you know, you know what I mean, like dude, you know, Christ, Netflix is making route. better stuff than movies. I see half the time. Exactly, it's like and Netflix seems to be the better platform for something like that. And so maybe we'll see kind of a revival of kind of like that stuff. I mean, what was it like, like Fraggle Rock? Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily looking for like Fraggle Rock too, but you know, could we see something like that? I'm trying to think of That'd other stuff. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's definitely. Uh, it, anyway, I mean, God, that trailer just had me so freaking oh, yeah. excited. It, it looks great. If you guys haven't seen it, you're like. Check it out, especially oh. if you're a fan of, of Dark Crystal. And if you don't know don't know what Dark Crystal is, go watch that too. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, go watch classic, that like, immediately. Classic Jim Henson. Yeah, like very you know, Thai fantasy. Um, you know, from the Jim Henson studio, and you know, it's like you know, if the Muppet thing you know kind of weirds you out, like you'll get over it. You know, you'll get. Oh yeah, it. you'll it's get over bad. it fast. <laughs> it's so well done in Dark Crystal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, anyway, I mean, yeah, my friend Brian, uh, he had posted it, he tagged me in it, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be great. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, there's there's so much on the plate this week, a lot of exciting stuff is happening, and, um, yeah, cannot wait to see where it goes, man, that's gonna be great to see. Uh, let's see here, I think that'll be it for news, um... Actually, we do have a, a nice little announcement here. Um, I know Kyle hasn't been back for it, but I did want to keep our our Save Point Game of the Month thing alive, so I chose our Save Point Game of the Month this month. We're going to be doing uh, Defender of the Crown um, oh. by Cinemaware, classic gaming company I've mentioned on here a few times, uh, specifically the Nintendo Entertainment System port. Um... Again, this is a classic, uh, kind of a strategy game, kind of an action game. Uh, there's some story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very cool. There's like a strategy element of taking over England. 
Then there's like holding tournaments for landed money, so you can do the joust. Um, in the computer versions, that was all you could do, but in the Nintendo version, after you knock them off the horse, you can actually go at them with maces. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, the Nintendo actually, oddly enough, it's like the most complete port of the version they were trying to make. Um, hmm. Even though it's not the best looking, uh, like the Amiga might be the best looking one, but like in the catapult scenes, you only have like one choice of what you're launching, whereas in the Nintendo one, it's like you can launch a boulder, you can launch Greek fire, you can launch disease, like it's it's pretty wild. Um, so, yeah, so I, I picked that for our game of the month, um, so for anybody that has it or can procure it, um, I'm going to start playing that over the next few days, might do a few streams on uh, YouTube and link them in the save point, but uh, yeah, I'd love to hear any save pointers thoughts. Um, and if you don't know what the save point is, we'll tell you at the end of the cast. Come join us and, you know, join the book club for games. And, uh, we'll have some fun. Nice. And, uh, that is it for the sales point, uh, save point game of the month. And now we move on to the question of the bye week and our voicemails. Uh, the question of the bye week, I wanted to do something a little bit different, maybe a little bit more interactive and uh, make everybody make a choice. I like doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so the question of the buyer week is, of the three following action platformers, which one is your favorite? And I did not allow write-ins. <laughs> the, ch- <laughs> the choices Only were... What's in the belt. Yeah. The choices were Contra, Mega Man, or Abe's Odyssey. Now, I understand Abe's Odyssey may not be an action-action platformer, but it's still a damn good platformer, so I wanted to throw that in there and maybe mix it up a little bit. But yeah, so Contra, Mega Man, Abe's Odyssey. Uh, I think what we'll do, we'll go to the save point first, and then we'll do the voicemails, and then we'll give our own opinions. So, uh, do you have the save point up, Nick? Bring it up here. Come on. Alright, I will do Troy's comment, and then you can take the next one. Once you get it up there. Um... Okay, so Troy Games, his uh, vote was for Contra, mostly for nostalgic reasons. It is two players, so my brother and I got to play a lot when we were kids. I think it may have been the first two-player game we had where we played at the same time, no waiting your turn. All the Mega Man games were solid games, though Mega Man is just as good. To which I had said... uh, I was pretty sure it was probably the first simultaneous two-player game for an action platformer that I can remember, where you could actually play cooperatively at the same time. Um, Kyle 100% agreed. And and in fact, he said this time's... Is that 10 billion? I I think that's what he... Yeah. Either way, Kyle wholeheartedly agreed. Um, And Troy added a comment that I thought was, was kind of brilliant. But he said, yeah, it was the first time experiencing the feeling of hoping my brother would succeed instead of hoping he would fall down a hole so I could play. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, genius. All right. You want to take the next one? So, uh, sorry. So who am I? Who am I waiting for? Aaron. Aaron. Oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, Mega Man, hands down. Complexity of the OG Mega Man, along with no battery or save codes, iconic bosses. You felt like you accomplished something when you beat it. 
I, I got to agree with them on this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, like I mean, all like, let, let's be real. All Capcom games were balls hard. <laughs> oh yeah, unbelievably hard. Like you play a Capcom game, you know you're in for a ride. Um, that and seeing uh, uh, Mega Man being beaten live with uh, uh, a band playing the soundtrack to it at PAX East. Holy crap. Was was completely awesome. So I got to go on make on the Mega Man side. <laughs> oh, Nick lands on Mega Man. That's funny. Uh, actually, I, I know we were kind of saving this, but I will agree with you. Uh, out of the three, Mega Man was my favorite, um, and I wasn't that great at it. But I did manage to beat the first Mega Man uh, when I was like oh, nice when I was like five years old. <laughs> I rented it, and I at a video store. We were living in Jersey, and I had my dad keep rerunning it for almost a week and a half. And it was like all I played. I don't know why, but I became obsessed with that game until I beat it. And um, yeah, that is uh, that's just such a classic. The whole you know concept of beating the bosses and gaining their powers that you could then use against another boss, you know, as their weakness if you really yeah. played your cards right and understood the game. It's just very well done for how early that game was in the, the Nintendo life cycle. Um, I still think that's one of the best. Uh, and, uh, both Aaron and the following up post, Ryan, are old friends of mine from NetAccess, where I used to work, uh, Ryan said, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start for the win. <laughs> and Aaron said, what code is that? And no, it's not the Konami code. <laughs> I guess he got it wrong. I forget, <laughs> I forget where he went wrong there. I think it's AB. Or no, yeah, he had, uh, uh, he might've like had ABA. A. I don't remember it now, but either way, yeah, that was just funny, Aaron. I thought you, you I thought you had a good one there. Uh, we up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Oh, he, Ryan edited it. That's what it was, because he had A, B, start, and I was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> um, okay, I think that is it. Uh, my friend Taylor did send us one on Twitter, and he said Castlevania because it's not on that list. And I, <laughs> I specifically didn't put it on that list because I knew it would beat all three of them. That's the only right answer, at least in my opinion. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we gave our, our answers there as well. I think Nick and I are both uh, very much so on the Mega Man train. Um, but we do have a voicemail, so let us go check out the voicemail this week we have one and i wonder who would be answering this question it's our favorite uncle fred what is <laughs> not really my Gentlemen, uncle he's huh? just great here we are on the <laughs> eve of june huh kicking May in the butt touching it out the door saying so long see ya we don't need your rainy crazy temperatures and we're welcoming in june we don't know what june's gonna bring but hopefully nice sunny Summer weather that we can enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, what do you think? Huh? Two shows in a row. I'm back on track. I'd like to train. Chug it down the track. Hell yeah. I'm on fire. <laughs> anyway. I'm like on the hype train. Yeah. Anyway, it's me. So anyway, guys, said that right. All right. Uh, the question. That was a great question. I'm like, okay, what was that question? Well, let me just say that is a great question because that's that's tough. That's tough. Mega Man was a good game. I enjoyed Mega Man. I uh, don't think I ever finished a Mega Man. I think I only ever got so far, and I just kind of like 
couldn't figure out what to do or it wasn't good enough, and I put it down. But I did enjoy it. I played, you know, I did halfway through, three-fourths through. You know, it was, it was a good game. Contra, well, you know, me and Contra were, that's where they came up with that definition of, uh, well, it's an insanity where you do the same thing over and over and get the same results. That's, that was me at Contra. I played the game <laughs> over and over and over. And I don't think I ever, to this day, got past that one part I've gone to, which is finally about seven minutes into the game is even that. Yet I enjoyed the living daylights out of it. I don't know. I just kept, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I got killed back to the beginning. Here we go. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, I got killed there again. Yep. Back to the beginning, and it was just said over and over. But I'll tell you what, I loved the game, just loved it. But uh, I think my favorite might be Old Abe. I mean, when that came out, that I thought that was really cool. I thought, you know, at the time, I was really different. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, done pretty well. I Like I said, I, I enjoyed playing it. It was different. It was new. It was fresh. But yet, you know, it wasn't so new that it wasn't new. But, uh, I mean, not new, new to do, new, boob, do, but do. Anyway, you know what I mean. You know, it looks like elements of other games and put it in there with a fresh coat of paint. Let's put it that way. So, so I think uh, I really enjoyed Abe. I don't know. I I, I never got into the Ducks. Well, was there two or was there three? Yeah, no, see, I'm not even sure. I know there was a two, but I don't know if there was a three. I never really got one. Well, I mean, I played the first one, enjoyed that, but that's about as far as it goes. I'm rambling now. I can tell I'm rambling. Every time I call, I'm rambling anyway. I call the rambling. <laughs> we love you, Fred. There's the rambling man. <laughs> uh, that's all I got, though, guys. Uh, you know, it's Friday night. Uh, I didn't get paid, but uh, it's still Friday night. So, anyway, uh, have a great one, guys. Have a great one, and uh, uh, Reba Turkey. <laughs> Reba Turkey, Fred. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad somebody voted for Abe because I always thought that game was such a unique kind of platformer. It actually reminded me a lot of Flashback. Um,. In that, you know, you had the... There was more to it than just shooting things. This you had to be strategic. You had to get your little guys out without them getting hurt. It was just different. And like Fred said, I think it was a fresh coat of paint on a genre that, you know, was kind of going in certain directions at that point. And that one kind of threw a wrench in the system. And that's why I put it up there. Uh, it wasn't necessarily my favorite, but I always had mad respect for what that game did at the time. <clears throat> but uh, that is it on voicemails on the question of the bye week and we all got our answers in i thank everybody that calls in thank you fred thank you everybody that reached out on uh, facebook on the safe point thank you uh people on twitter always appreciated we love when you interact uh but that will bring us to the end of the show to the end of episode 41 uh time for you know conclusions and shout outs nick you got anything you want to shout out or promote this week um uh, no nothing this week nothing this week all right well i will do the shout outs big shout out to the fans as always thank you again everybody listening uh, all i ask is if you are enjoying and having fun please uh share you know sh share the link to the the cast to the episode and more importantly um if you're listening on itunes or one of those outlets that allows a review we would really appreciate a review that's always always appreciated uh, and we, I've decided if you leave us a four or five star review, I will actually be happily, happily, happily read it here on the show. And, uh, just as a show of appreciation for your appreciation of the show. Huh? Say that there five times go. fast. So yeah, <laughs> we would definitely appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. So we, we definitely would appreciate the reviews. That would, that always helps us out. Um, 
shout out to my boys over at the Everyday Gamers, um, Eric and Jason. I'm so happy to see you guys are starting to crank out shows again, you know, on a, on a semi-normal basis that you're able to do. Uh, looking forward to hearing when the other guys are able to come back, but right now you guys are really killing it. So just glad to have the Everyday Gamers back in the back in the swing of things. Uh, very much enjoying the show. Uh, shout out to Bad Fodder Figures, my boys uh, up there. I'm going to have to uh, call in when we're done here because you guys record early on Sundays now. So i got to make sure I get that call in tonight. <laughs> but check them out if you haven't heard them before. They are such a fun podcast. I, I love listening to them. Um, i got to get rid of this. Oh, this hurts. I actually have to do the final strikeout of my staple shout out to the Future Monkeys. As I mentioned last uh, last episode, the Future Monkeys are no longer podcasting. It's so sad. Um, but you know what? Uh, they were awesome while they were around, and they really did a great show, and I just uh, very much appreciated what they did. Uh, let's see. Other than that, if you want to talk to us, you can join the save point. Play some Defender of the Crown with us and tell us what you think at tiny.cc slash point. Uh, you can email us, theretrorents at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at TheRetroRents, or me at RetroRentsAl, or Nick at BlackEagleOps. Uh, hit us up on Twitch at RetroRentsAl. I'm also, or not at, but I'm RetroRentsAl on Twitch. Kyle is Kibis, Nick is BlackEagleOps, and Travis is SodaXBread. Uh, so hit us up. We are all starting to do some things. I'm starting to stream a little bit more regularly very soon. I know I said that's last week, but I actually plan on doing it uh, this week. And, um, yeah, that will end episode 41. Obviously, thank you, everybody, for coming out, listening to us, and uh, thank you, everybody, that participates in the save point and the question of the bye week. We sincerely appreciate it. And I guess until next time, play games, have fun, don't be dicks. Peace! Yeah.